We're going to a story that has been building up in Mauritius. So we know that Mauritius is possibly going to open up for tourists. They've uh, managed to uh, flatten their curve with COVID dramatically. And yet at the same time, they are in an unprecedented ecological disaster. On the 7th of August, after nearly two weeks of a Japanese shipwreck, the Mauritian government declared an incident of national Uh, emergency when nearly 1,000 tons of fuel have leaked out of a Japanese-owned ship into the nearby lagoons and coastal areas of southeast Mauritius. On the line with us, we've got uh, Dr. Vikash Tatia, who is the Conservation Director of the Mauritian Wildlife Foundation. Dr. Tatia, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Uh, Welcome. I'm great. Happy to be with you. I would love to be with you in your beautiful country, but uh, you are struggling with a really major, major disaster. Tell us what's happened. So there's a Japanese ship called the Wakasho, which uh, ran aground uh, three weeks ago. And uh, and 12 days later, it uh, oil started pouring out uh, from its hull. And 800 tons have uh, spilled and causing a major major ecological disaster to the southeast of Mauritius and, uh, and affecting people's livelihoods as well. Dr. Tatia, when we say a major ecological disaster, what are we talking about? So 800 tons covering the southeast up to nearly the east of the island, so almost a quarter of the island, um, in a, and uh, affecting two Ramsar sites, Ramsar sites of international importance, the Blue Bay Marine Park, and the Point Disney, uh, Point Disney wetlands, uh, also affecting an island that we've been managing for 36 years, the Ilo Great Nature Reserve, and several other islands of the southeast of Mauritius, which hold uh, important populations of reptiles. And on Ilo Great, we have very rare birds, which we've been trying to save for many years now, including the pink pigeons, the Mauritius rhodes, the Mauritius olive white eye, and uh, dozens of very rare, unique plants in the world that grow on this island or that we've reintroduced. So, Dr. Tatia... And, and, of, course, and of course, the sea. The sea is now full of, uh, of this uh, petroleum product and it's smelling. There's a stench of yeah, the petroleum all over. I hear that, the, that you can literally smell it as you reach the island. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, even before, before when you get to the shores of uh, Maibo, which is in the south, the east yeah. of, uh, of the island, the major village. You can smell it even in the village at times. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so it's affecting uh, you know, people's health as well, potentially. So, okay, so what is being done at this point to resolve it, to sort it out? Well, I must tell you that uh, there have been major efforts by both the National Coast Guard, our, our, mili- our, our armed forces, and thousands and thousands of, lo- of simple volunteers, ordinary volunteers, yeah. uh, and they've mobbed up much of the oil. However, a lot of the oil has reached the shoreline of Mauritius and has invaded some of the mangrove areas and also affected the islands. So there's been a major cleanup operation, but there's still quite a lot of it uh, still in the lagoon. And uh, Fr- France has come in to help in a big in a big uh, manner, yeah. but also there's been help from India, from Greece, from Russia, from, uh, you know, many countries. And I think South Africa may also be sending some help at some point soon. 
And uh, but right now we have to depollute the, the the beaches, uh, and it's a long cleanup that will take mm. months and months, if not years, to to get rid of the of the petroleum. So I have to say, I notice in the list of people that you haven't flagged Japan, and yet this is a Japanese boat, and I'm wondering what are they doing to support and make sure that. Uh, Things are being cleaned up and, and sorted out. Okay, well, sorry, it was an oversight not to have mentioned <laughs> Japan. Now, Japan, first of all, the, the uh, owners of the ship, they, uh, they have uh, apologized to start with, which is a good start. And there, have, there are six experts that have come in from Japan in disaster management. And, uh, and they are, the owners of the ship have promised that they'll give due compensation. But this will have to see. Uh, you know, because we know from other cases that um, the compensation is literally peanuts for the damage that's caused. Yeah. Um, but there are, there's also UN that's helping in a in a big manner, uh, and uh, many local corporates and um, ordinary people just just mucking in, and and also uh, NGOs uh, yeah. and local groups just coming to the to the front line. Doctor Tata, I'm wondering when something like this happens, is there? Um uh, uh, is there a fine that the um, shipping company would have to pay? What kind of uh, recom- re- re- you know, recompense or whatever you want to call it would they be paying? Well, first of all, I, uh, the, the, we, the, the country, and there are two ways to go about it, whether it is civilian society or whether it is the govern- government, needs to put a claim to the PNI club, which okay. is the insurers of the boat. Yeah. And and it needs to be a very comprehensive claim. And unfortunately, uh, insurers being insurers, they don't want to pay. And so either the, the matter drags on. In some cases, it takes 15, 16 years internationally to get compensation. And in Mauritius, for one case, it's even taken nearly five years to get compensation. And it's uh, literally peanuts by the mm. time you get it. Um, I think uh, one case got, uh, I'm just trying to convert Two million South African runs, if my if my conversion is correct, yeah. which is peanuts for the environmental damage that was caused by, yeah. by that other uh, other incident. So this time, uh, I think Mauritius, especially the civil society, are saying, "Look, and there's been so much environmental damage. There's been so much, uh, uh, sorry, people's lives have been so badly affected, and we are going to get this for years and years." Mm. And uh, a lot of people, including myself, uh, we are saying we can't get peanuts for, for the damage that's caused. I mean, the yeah. island which is most affected, Il Ozegret, and once this thing is over, I would like to invite all South Africans to come and visit us. We'd love to. Uh, the, <laughs> oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, the one message is that the southeast of Mauritius is affected, but the rest of the island is still pristine. Is pristine. So do come. Do come when the borders are open. And, and the... We've managed that island, Ilozegret, for 36 years. So yeah. this, uh, this shipwreck and the oil spill is going to affect us very badly and set back years and years and years of very hard work and lots of money spent restoring that island. Dr. Vikash Tataya, Conservation Director of the Mauritian Wildlife.